this should hopefully help everybody. I'm looking at Tzadikim over here. What you, what you do for your kids is unbelievable. What are we doing here? What are we trying to accomplish here in TP? What's, what's our goal? How do we deal with all of these different issues, etc., etc., etc.? What's going to be when the kip, our precious kid in pain, should be tzaddik in pain, tzaddikis in pain, tzip, needs a stronger drug, or does the next horrible thing, or brings a boy home, or, you know, what's coming next? What's the journey of kips who are in pain? And again, people forget, we call them kips because they're not kids. They get a different title because of the pain that they went through, which is causing all of this. And the more that the world really gets to know these kids, the more that they will acknowledge that I've been right. And I'm not right because I'm smart. I just sat with these kids in home sweet home day after day after day after day. And I realized people are trying to explain to them stuff, but there's nothing wrong with their brain. Don't do that. It's dangerous. They know. The problem is, is when, when a person is depressed or has anxiety, real anxiety, or has PTSD, or is dealing with, with, with tremendous pain from their childhood, it's different even than when you go through trauma as an adult. It's not just going through trauma, it's losing developmental years. So your, your grasp is, is very immature. Um, and a lot of people can relate as adults that they struggle with, let's say, weight gain. So why are you eating chocolate? So if you go over to somebody and you say, why are you, why are you doing this? They don't need that. They know that they'll, they'll punch you in the face. They'll be like, you know, it's a struggle. Don't you know what a struggle means? No, I'm skinny. I have no idea what a struggle is. I'm a type A personality. Don't eat chocolate. Don't get fat. You're eating chocolate. You know what? Don't come running to me when you gain five pounds and stop complaining about it. You're overweight. Why are you sitting on the, and eating potato chips on the couch? Go to the gym six times a week. People there are skinnier. It's a struggle. But if you don't have the struggle and you're a certain personality that doesn't have understanding of other people struggling, or at least understanding that you don't understand that other people struggle, then you cause a tremendous amount of pain and even more, even worse or equally as bad, you don't help them. What actually helps people when they're struggling is empathy. Or at least, at least I don't know what it's like to be you, but I trust that you're good and you're smart. I don't have to say those words even. It's in my brain. So why would I tell you obvious things? You're driving down the street the wrong way. I'll stop you. I'll say, hey, you're going down the wrong way. Thank you so much. You saved my life. But if I say, hey, you're going down the wrong way and the person gets upset and they say, I know, shut up, beep, 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 beep. Then I realize logic is not the problem here. They know they're going the wrong way. They know their ship is sinking. They know that this is not a life to do drugs and to drop out of school and to get tattoos and to shave their head and all these things. That's not a life they know. But we don't understand them. So either we have to learn to understand them, which these days, if you go on TED Talks, TED Talks on Google, you can learn a lot about trauma and childhood trauma, and you'll see. You can find a lot of symptoms. And instead of being angry and upset and frustrated for your kid for doing these things, you could say, oh my gosh, 
These are symptoms of childhood trauma. Maybe, must be, my kid went through something, Nebuchadnezzar. And what do they need? They need what Rav Gershon Edelstein told me. Zatzal told me on that video. They need parents. They need covered the Yididus. Love and friendship and respect. So they come in with their hair half shaved off. And instead of saying, what are you doing? Why do you need another piercing? Why do you need another tattoo? Why, 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 why? How come? No, don't. Stop. Don't go out. It's dangerous. When we respect them, and we have to learn how to do that, then they change. Why? Because they feel safer around us. So in this journey of these souls, they go on the Membez Masois, like it says that Ka Yisrael went on 42 stops. Every Yid goes on 42. They seem to be going for a lot of Gilgulim or, or for a lot of other people. They're taking on their, their journey. The journey of their souls, the souls of Kips, is one of pain, regret. They always look back and regret. They're full of karata. Oh, why did I do that last year? I was so stupid four years ago. But Bashas Maisa, it's like, well, it's, it's like hitting black ice. And if you hit the brake, it spins. So the two things that we need to do is to realize, first of all, they're constantly going to be coming up with new ideas, older and bolder. And when you finish watching everything on Netflix and everything on Hulu and everything on whatever, then you start looking and all of a sudden you find an app and then all of a sudden you find a dating app. And just being in that situation of unsuccessful, dysfunctional, not working, not in school, brings you to worse things. So new ideas pop up all the time. What are we meant to do? And the answer is to be trained like Hatzalah is training. We cannot control a kip. And if you're not sure if you can control your kip, try. All of you here are already stage four, stage three, stage two. You already know you can't. You tried it. Someone said they tried to, to reason with their kid at four o'clock in the morning, please don't go back out. And she started screaming and cursing, and then she's ignoring her for four days. And if the whole mahalach is covered by Yididus and connection, then this is equal to a patient in a hospital that pulls out the IV. And now we're, we don't have the drip. It's devastating to the, to the eventual healing. Some of you get to see healing right away. A lot of you say, wow, we see such progress. <coughs> And even so, it's a long journey. And some of you don't even see progress, sometimes for many years. I shouldn't say that. You will see progress. It doesn't take many years to see progress. So some of you are blessed that, you know, your kids are, are hugging you right away. and They're going with you and they're happy to be with you. That's what I mean. And some of you, it's a longer journey because they're depressed or you did more bad things, wrong things. Until you came to me, until your eyes opened up, normal parenting, which is bad for a sick kid, or paying people for advice, they told you rules, consequences, boundaries, which destroyed the trust. The whole rebuilding is the trust. So the first thing that happens is, as a TV parent, is you get trained. Then you go home. Something new happens, and you freak out. You forget everything. You forget comments, Aleph, uh, 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 uh. You forget the olive base. And it's always like, just like what happened to you. <coughs> we have to be trained 
to understand that our first reaction, our reaction when we don't know what to say is, sweetie, I don't know what to tell you. I need to think about it, but I'll tell you one thing. I'm crazy about you. I love you. And that's not the right answer. That's when you don't have the right answer. The second thing is, if, if it's something, can I do this, and it's not for right now, you could say that. But if it's right now, I find that you never, ever win by saying no. You never, ever win by saying no. I would say even more than that, that we never lost a kid by saying no. We lose by saying yes. We lose kids by saying no. Because they, they, they right now think this is the greatest thing in the world and that's going to make me happy and he's going to make me happy or she's going to make me happy or this thing is going to make me happy. And you have one option to be a part of their journey or to not be a part of their journey. As long as you're holding their hand, they're a thousand million billion trillion times safer than when they're on their own. Because if you say, no, this I can't give you. This I can't do for you. They will get it. Because they get everything. They are totally enabled by, by the street and by connections. They get stuff faster than we adults can get stuff. I have parents here that are saying, I'm trying to get a new phone. I got to sign a contract. So a month later, you, you got a new phone yet? No, I'm not looking. I'm finding these kids. Snap their fingers. New phone. Take away the phone. Ten minutes later. It's like that's fired them in its right. Boom. Another two phones pop up. They want a drug. They go out on the street. They get it. They're going to pay for it. Either with money or by buying and selling or by doing favors. But they will get it. <clears throat> I'm speaking to an ex-addict. I don't hold that they're addicts at all. They're humans that are in pain. So they do what I would do if I was in pain. What I do do when I'm in pain. I take Tylenol. I have a headache, I take Tylenol. I go to the dentist, I ask him to give me the, the nitrous gas. I don't like pain. These, peop- these people, they don't sleep well, they don't function well, they have, they have deep anxiety, worry, worry, worry. They don't see a future, they don't see being able to exist in our society. If we, we had their worries for, 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 for 30 seconds put into our veins, we would, we would go crazy. They handle it maybe even better than we would. Destroyed, usually by other people. So what we need to understand is our choice is I'm with you or I'm not with you. Kid says, I want to try a new drug. They're talking to who? Mommy and daddy? It's so terrible that they want to try a new drug. That's the, that's the Holocaust. That's the sickness. The medicine is I'm with you. We'll do it here. I want to make sure you're safe. And I'll, and I'll take care of you. Be their best friend. Don't look at them as that they have a lack of, like they're doing things wrong. Don't look at them like, Ki'ilu, you could do it better. And people say, I'm not judging them. You are judging them. When you, when, when you think you can do their life better than them, and they're making mistakes, and I'm going to correct you, it's because you don't have an understanding. So the first thing is to get an understanding of, of trauma and, and dysfunction, which you could, you could do these days, or to do what I did, which is I just understood that I don't understand. I understand that I don't understand, and therefore I trust you. It's easier on my kid. 
it's easier. People say it's more, it's more pain on your kid. It's easier to do with the home sweet homeboys. They were not my kids because less emotional. On the other hand, you know your kid. You know them at eight years old or 10 years old, logical, good, smart. <clears throat> and the ones that aren't, okay, but they weren't like this. Most of them were. And you know that there's goodness there. Besides for love every Jew and you love your kid. Be their best friend. Be prepared that whatever, and you say to them, this is a true story. All my stories are true. Close friend of mine is a big Rosh Hashiva, a very Chash Rosh Hashiva. And his kid was uh, starting to spiral. Off the derech, and um, he, he's a genius. He could be a Rosh Kail today, a genius. He knows more Tyra even though he stopped learning when he was like 13, 14, whatever, 15, he knows more tired than I'll ever know. He knows most of Shas by heart. I mean, he's a genius. And father took him for a ride. He said he had to go upstate. And uh, he said, come with me. So he went with him on his trip upstate. And then on the way in the middle, father got the address of a, of a pool hall. A bar and a pool hole. Not a place that a very from Rosh Hashiva would be seen. Took off his, his reckle, his long jacket, his coat, went inside with his son, got some beers, shot pool, came back to the car, and he told his son, he said, I don't know where you're going. The kid was 15. I don't know where you're going, but wherever you're going, I'm going with you. This is Hadbik of This is following in the footsteps of Hashem. Shkinta Bigalusa. We destroyed the base of Mikdash and Hashem came with us. Wherever we went into Golos, the Shekhinah comes with us. Ani Hashem, I am Hashem. I dwell with you in your Tumah. We take Hashem into Tumah. We take Hashem into Golas, because Hashem says, my child, I don't know where you're going. Wherever you're going, I'm going with you. And that's the only way that we're here, that we could survive Golas. Because if Hashem said, you blew it, this sin I can't handle, this dysfunction I can't, I can't be with you, this is too much for me. I'm staying here in the base of Migdash that's destroyed. You get your act together and come back home when you're ready to behave. We would be gone. Ki imcha mekar chayim, says the Nesiv Shalom, with you is the source of life. As long as a Yehudi, as long as a Yid feels that I am with you, Hashem, mekar chayim, he's attached to the source of life. Al yidei, through feeling, ki imcha, I am with you, even in my gallus, even with all my sin. Ain adam ain tzadik Everybody sins. We spoke before about the example of being overweight and people trying to talk to you logic. That not only it doesn't help you, but it disables you from being able to have the emotional energy to overcome your struggle. Ask anyone. 
who's overweight, and they will tell you when that skinny witch comes to you and starts looking at you and saying, well, what do you expect? You eat chocolate all day. You want to kill them, and you sit and you eat much more. Why? They're saying the truth. Because you don't understand my struggle. But every Jew struggles. Who could say that they don't struggle with sin? Sinning against God is a lot worse than what our kids are doing to us, no? And still Hashem says, My child, I don't know where you're going, but wherever you're going to go, I'm going to go with you. And he holds our hands. Says, Sfasema says, what's the difference between, between Rav Chesed and Chesed? Hashem, Hashem, Keel, Racham, Mechanon, Erech, Apayim, Rav Chesed. What's Rav Chesed? A lot of Chesed. It's in GPS in my book, and I haven't read the book yet. I wrote it, but I didn't read it. And I could be misquoting the Sfasemis, but I'm pretty sure that I'm right. If I had a break, I would just grab one and find it. But he says that a father wants to protect his son from getting hurt, walking in the street. So he holds his hand. But sometimes a child pulls his hand away from the father and runs into the street. Chesed is when the father holds to protect the child. But when the child pulls his hand away from the protection of the father and runs into the street, Rav Chesed means I'm going to run after you and protect you and hold Chesed is when Hashem says, hold on to me. I'm holding on to you. Do the mitzvahs. Don't do the averis. Go to somebody who's struggling with sin and say, and they'll tell you, I don't need your advice. I know. I feel, yuck. I, I feel yucky after I do that. I know. So just stop. So just don't do that. Everybody knows how to fix everybody else's struggle. As if they don't have a struggle. Your struggle is different. But the tzaddikim, they never did that. You went to Pan Konevsky, you went to Chsidish, it doesn't matter. They never looked at you dealing with your struggles that they don't deal with, even though they have higher. It says the greater the person, the more, the, more, the higher the Yitzhara. And they don't look at you and say, what the heck does it matter with you? Just cut it out. Just stop sinning. Start davening. Start doing it. They, they never talk like that. Because they know it's counterintuitive, it's counter, it's counterproductive. And Ketanim are always giving everyone advice. You should this, you should that, you should that, you should this. You know what? Fix yourself and then fix other people. Why? So I want to say Nupshat that I just thought of right now in honor of all of you. I just thought of this. I, I, it could even be true. The Gemara says, fix yourself and then fix other people. Why? I can help you. I'm not helped with my problems, but I can help you with your problem. Why can't I help you first? Why can't I give you advice? I have to fix myself. I think that shot is because when you work on fixing yourself, you'll realize what helps you and what doesn't help you. And you'll gain the tools to be able to be kshaytachem, to fix other people. You'll realize that the Musa Drasha didn't help you. And when someone who's not struggling 
let's say your struggle is getting up in the morning and someone who wakes up automatically at 5 a.m. every day is chipper and happy and you wake up and he tells you, you know, just, just whatever he says, just want to punch him in the face. Figure out what makes you better. You'll learn how to make other people better. It's all about emotional energy. When I have emotional energy, I can fight my battles. I can try to win my struggles. When I get knocked down, I won't just stay down. It's not about actual energy. It's about emotional energy. It's not about intellect, about knowledge. So when, when, when someone tells me intellectual stuff, they, they make me feel like I'm a piece of garbage, like I'm an idiot. Like, you think I don't know that? So when I dealt with the home seat homeboys, I just understood that I don't know your world. I don't struggle to tie my shoes. I have my struggles, but I don't struggle with the ABCs of life. I don't struggle with brushing my teeth. These kids couldn't brush their teeth. They couldn't flush the toilet. They couldn't go to sleep and, and, and wake up and function normally and behave normally. They would get into violence. They would steal, even though they had money. And I just understood that this is a different sugya. They're good and they're human and they need support. But I am not going to be able to help them using my struggles and my knowledge and my intellect telling them this doesn't make any sense because they're going to feel like I'm looking down at them and I'm judging them. And this is very deep because people say, I'm not judgmental. Yes, you're judging them. You think they're stupid or lazy or bad. Because if somebody that you looked up to was behaving this way, you would just say, I guess it's the Alzheimer's. I guess it's the, the cancer. I guess it's the sickness. Because I know, you know, if you take a goddle who was able to do everything, a black belt in life, functioning, gets up at Nate's every day, davens for four hours, learns for three hours, and now they can't get up, you would understand that they can't do better. But as soon as you go to a kip and you start giving musa or advice, intellectual wisdom, they feel, you, you just don't get me, because I know all of that, and I, I just can't do it. And that's judging them, judging them negatively. And it's very hard. A lot of people don't accept that, and they have to really dig deep down to realize that, first of all, that's the way the kid feels, and that's all that matters. And second of all, yes, you're judging them. So, put it all together. We know that stopping a kip does not work. It does not disable them. It enables them to become worse because then they go to the park and they go to the friends and they do weed at the park. And then that's how they get into bigger drugs. But we also know that they come up with bad ideas. And the answer is, I am with you. And they may try bad stuff. We've had kids that tried bad, dangerous stuff, but they did it with mommy and daddy. And they got out of it. And when we say, alternatively, no, I can't support that, then they do it anyway, behind our back, without us being there for them. And then, not only we lost this battle, but we lost the war, because then they don't open up to us. Just this week, again, parents told me that their child, who's a kip, who's acting crazy, sugar, who's all of a sudden unable to walk outside with clothing on, even Goyim don't dress as, as immodest as our kips do. 
even you know it's it's so far away from so far away from everything that we know and hold dear boys the girls the piercings the tattoos the the half shaving head the pink the green the the, the the just waking up at 5 p.m. and going to sleep and being up all night, the danger, the, the whole thing is crazy. And they said that after a year of a lot of building trust into their child and saying, I'm with you, no matter what they, the kid threw at them, and she threw at them a lot of difficult stuff, they were trained. Because they were trained to understand that if I'm with you, that's the best answer. She just revealed to them, that she was sexually abused as a child ongoing for three years. Mind-boggling. Mind-boggling. There's a reason why they're acting this way. And the worse they're acting, the worse their trauma is. Without trauma, you don't have this. I just had a call this week with a parent that the they're involved with a therapist of the of the girl, and the girl gave permission for the therapist to speak to the parents, and she wanted to speak to me. I don't usually do it, but I said, I'll speak to the therapist, but only with the parents, because I only do it with the parents. You're my client, so to speak. I don't do anything behind your back. This therapist just blew my mind. She's a trauma therapist, not a talk therapist. And she was talking and explaining why the child's doing bad and what the parents need to do. And and I didn't interrupt for a long time. And then finally, she's like, Abby, are you there? And I said, I, I feel like I just found my twin sister. Like, where have you been all these years? All these things that I've been on the rooftop screaming, they're not bad. Don't talk to them about it. Don't talk to them about Yiddishkeit. Don't talk to them about Menschlichkeit. Don't talk to them about being better. Just just hug them and become close to them. Chill with them. Be their source of pleasure. Be their, their, their safe people in the world that they can come to without being judged or looked down no matter what. And, and it's like, here it is. And um, I told her to call me. She didn't call me. Yet. I, I, I hope she'll call me. And I want to invite her to come and speak because the world is waking up. So I hope I answered your question. When your child comes to you with something new, they always will. The answer, if it's next week, a month, you could say, you know, again, this is not the right answer. This is the default. You know, I don't know what to say right now, but I, you should just know I love you very much. Can I get a hug? And remember what a TP hug is. It's an embrace. No, no tapping, no patting, and don't let go first. I'll get back to you. You know I'm with you. Just give me some time. That's if it's not for now. And that's if you don't have the right answer. But the right answer, I could say, even if it's not 100%, let's say 90% of the time, 80% of the time, that's how you have to respond. You get to a situation, you have to know 80% of the time the right answer is, sure, honey, I got you. Wherever you go, I go. I got your back. Let's go together. Okay? Because, and you don't even have to say, and then I'll, I want you to be safe and I'll take care of you. Nothing. I'm with you. Like, like you're as dumb as she is, but you have the money. Cause they'll find a guy out there who's going to give them money and be their nurturer and savior and, um, uh, supplier. And I want you to be the supplier. And the world and the therapy world says, what? You're supplying bad mixed messages. What? No, no, no. You are earning trust. You're building trust. 
Time goes by. They throw all kinds of things because that's their life. They don't get worse. They get worse because the infection just gets worse because the longer that it stays there, the longer that they're dysfunctional in a world of dysfunction, they end up meeting this bad person, this bad influence. Of course, they go through all of these new things. Ah, I want to get a... Sure. Let me go with it. And it's not good. It's bad for them. And we know, we hope that they'll, we hope, people say, but they're going to regret it. I hope so. That means that they get healthy. And you're helping them get healthy. But then they're going to say, how come you did it? When they're healthy, you'll worry about it. It's very simple answers to give to someone who's healthy. You're worried about not being there, there for them when they're sick. Because when they're healthy, they're going to go back and say, why did you take me to get a tattoo? Why did you? You worried about that? That's what you're worried about now? Now worried about suicide, overdose, terrible friends. Jail. We have no kids in jail. You know that? In the whole 1,000 kids plus. Not one kid sitting in jail. And and we have kids who do bad stuff. And we have kids who should end up in jail. <laughs> we have kids who maybe belong in jail. We don't have any kids. I had a neighbor. He didn't want to come to me because the mother's a therapist. Enabling. And I saw the kid crumble from 13, 14, 15, 16 on the street, begging for money, joined a gang. He's in the jail system. He was sentenced for years. And, and, and you think he's going to come out the way they wanted? You get healthier from jail? What do you learn in jail? What's the recidivism rate to end up back in jail? Who's teaching you and, and nurturing you? And it's such a shame. I watched this kid. It was a good kid, smart kid. Such destruction. I watched it and I couldn't help. The father would come to me in shul and say, I want to come to you. My wife doesn't let so because of her limited brain, which I don't blame her, she was a professional and she was trained, she was limited, but they lost their kid. He's not dead, but he joined the gang and he has tattoos and he robbed people and he's in, he's sitting in jail. I don't have one kid sentenced three months, six months, nine months, a year in jail. Not one kid. How is that possible? Because we don't have criminals. If mommy and tati are loving you, if they're holding on to you and you're with them, now, how are we holding on to Hashem? Because Hashem comes down to our level. And that's what you're doing. So you're going down to their level and their level. You're going down into the depths. I'll tell you a story, a true story. All my stories are true. It was a girl who never, now we know all the symptoms of, of early childhood trauma. The parents didn't know, and, and she was 15 years old, approximately, 16, maybe maybe 17. This is this is going back 15 years ago. And she became gothic, Rachmana Litzlan. Everything is black, black lipstick, blood, skeletons, death, going to horror movies. And the mother, Erlich, her mother, and with her das tire, of course, she took her to a movie because I said it's either her or her 32-year-old Italian boyfriend, 32-year-old. She was a minor. People say, oh, throw the guy in jail. The guy's not the problem. She'll find another one. She's the problem. We have to get her healthy, which we did successfully, I believe, every single time. I think we can look back in the TP family. Those that's, you got to stick with the program. I think it's 100%. Let's say 95%, okay? We don't have to squabble over a couple of percent. Certainly, Ruba de Ruba, I think all. We, we managed to get the kid away from the uh, adult abuser. That was um, sugar daddy or, or 
or nurturing the kid. Anyway, the mother was, she's like, I'm sick from this movie. It's, it's, it's this, how can my kid, how come this precious Beisiakov girl, she was once, how could she like this eating brains and scary and all of this stuff? She was sick from it. I have to remind her, these are actors. It's not blood, it's ketchup. And after the scene, they all get up. And still she was so, but she went with her. The daughter said, I'm going to a gothic club in the city. Now, why did she tell her mommy? Relationship. Without the relationship, parents will tell you the kid just leaves. They're tracking them. They're using tracking devices. Our kids, you don't need tracking device. Once you build the trust, they tell you exactly where they're going. And they'll let you take them there. So this is a girl. Originally, they had a tracking device on her. And they would just sit there watching. <gasps> she's by this and she's in this horrible place. And she's in this dangerous neighborhood. And then she's on the train. And you're watching the tracking. What are you going to do? You want to know where, where Chas Shalom, the dead body is? It, it didn't help anything, but I understand why parents do it. They did TP. They built the trust. She says, Ma, I'm, I, I found this club. Let's look. They're looking at it online. Hashem Yirachim. Even in the Gaisha world, the sickest people are Gothic. They have capes. They dress like Dracula. What normal person would even do that? So the men and the women in this club are adults, and they're like really damaged. Like really, really Really, really damaged. I'm trying to answer all your questions today with this. And she has a fake license, a fake uh, ID. So she's going to go in. Mamish into hell. Mamish into what she's telling her mommy. Can you stop her? Can you beg her? Please don't go. They've tried all that in the past. It didn't work. She disconnected. They lose the battle. They lose the war. All of a sudden, she shut down, share. They're back to looking at the app. So this mother said, I'll take you. You'll take me? I'll be back in an hour. She went to Flatbush Avenue and Avenue D over there in that neighborhood. And for $15, she bought a gothic wig. True story. Whatever a gothic wig, red hair or something, or black, red, I, I don't know what it looks like. And then she got piercings that are really magnets for her nose, for her ears, like Purim. She dressed up to save her daughter. And she got Snea's clothing that looked, she got a skeleton thing and, a, and all kinds of stuff to look. She went in with a picture. She got the the, 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 the thing with the thing, the bracelet with the, with the studs, the necklace. Mamish, what's happening here? Like Avraham Avinu by the Akedah. We have a mother dressing up gothic from mother, Erelucha mother, dressing up gothic because I want to hold Rav Chesed. I want to hold your hand because you're safest with mommy. She comes out of the dressing, uh, out of her room where she got dressed up. Her daughter is plotting. She cannot believe what she sees. She says, I look good. Let me know when we're going. She says, Saturday night we're going. She davened and davened and davened. And she went with her daughter. It was like underground club. And she went with her daughter. And then a few hours later, she left with her daughter. And the daughter came back home. Adkan Hamaisa. It doesn't sound very successful. Let me repeat it. She went with her daughter. They spent time there. The daughter had the experience that she was craving. Nebuch. And then she came back home with her mommy. That's a miracle. She came home with her mommy. 
You know what, she, what, what, what could have happened to her? Date rape, putting something in a drink. She's vulnerable. She doesn't know anything. A guy can come over, a girl can come over. Who knows what could happen to her? We had a, a kid, boy, who was in his 20s, never, who went to one of a place like this. It wasn't exactly the same, but it was bad. And he got date raped, a boy. And he woke up in an alleyway, bleeding, and he was he woke up like almost dead, and he was raped by someone in the club. Shemi Rachim. That's a strong boy in his 20s who's six foot tall. This is a 17-year-old girl, underage, I don't know, 16, 17, whatever it was, who's naive. and I mean, she went in, held her child's hand through this. She, In order to do that, she had to spend time, six months, a year, whatever it was, to build a trust. A, kid, a lot of kids can say, I don't want to go with you. But when we earn their trust, they allow us and they'd rather go with us and they feel better with us. There's a lot of other stories with that kid. But I remember the Matzah Shabbos a few months later. I don't know if it was months or weeks. So I can check my notes a long time ago. I think it was a few months where I got a, a text from the mother and the text said, color. She went through a manicure. She got different color. Gothic phase was over. Today, she's teaching in a from school. That girl, dressing modestly, teaching in a from school. The proof is in the pudding. So that's Rav Chesed. That's following Hadbeik Mimidais of Shalakadish Baruch, who you could say, it's a mitzvah I say in the Torah, <coughs> and that's what you say. Sure, honey. Because anything that she's communicating with you is good. And as soon as we start going, uh, uh, I don't know, let me check, then the next time they don't come back to you. So we got to practice saying, sure, honey, yes, I'm with you. Like Rav Pam writes in Marriott Tzedek that that's what a family did and the boy came back. And he says that's the, the he knows many cases like that. No distance, no rejection, no, just support and I'm with you. Respect their journey, as ugly as it may be, and they come out of it quicker. And we have the proof, we have the proof behind us, the experience behind us. So I hope that answered your question. When they come up with whatever it is going to be that they come up with, your answer is, I got you. I'm in it with you. You'll see a certain calm. You say, it's going to cost you. Cost me. Become their best friend. Become their best friend. And we have a lot more to talk about, but this is enough for now. I hope I answered your question.